0: Yeah. Hey, everybody.
1: Welcome to, I guess one of our. Yeah. Welcome back. <laughs> what
0: were you gonna say? I was <laughs> gonna
1: say maybe a spooky show, but I don't know. Are we we don't know how spooky it is. No, sure.
0: But it's it's for spooky ween time. Yes. Here's a here's another ignorant question I right. have. Okay. Okay. So while I have one or two topics. Yeah. Or s- phrases that. Y- the research took me a- across the globe
2: nice
0: yeah but that doesn't mean uh so so we're 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 just ignorant americans right is there halloween in yes. say um belgium right i don't know
1: different festivals or different celebrations perhaps but Sim- right. a similar sort of tradition what 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 is it yeah let's i'd love for listener feedback
0: yeah, this Thoughts. would be easy for us to know, and we just—it would be so easy.
1: I know some of them, but not a lot. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: right. Nice. I know. Write, write to us and let us know. Inform us. Teach us.
0: But we're 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 doing some sort of little bit spooky uh, idioms and phrases in uh, you know celebration of the spooky time of in our, October here. Yes,
1: here in the states. Yeah. Yeah. Nice.
0: So for spookiness, what do you have, Ray? I have uh, heebie-jeebies. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Is that really, sp- like I say heebie-jeebies when, uh, I don't know, if I walked in, uh, for me, if I walked in a room full of, what um, oh, I don't even want to say I won't even don't, say it fears. Yeah, that's
1: okay. You got to keep something, but and that's okay. But
0: if I feared spiders, let's say, which right. I don't really, yeah. Uh, and I walked in a room full of spiders, I would have the, they'd give me the heebie-jeebies.
1: I a feeling say. of anxiety, apprehension, or illness, perhaps.
0: <laughs> yeah, apprehension. Yeah.
1: Apprehension and anxiety. Anxiety, sure. You're like, whoo! they can me the heebie-jeebies. Yes. Right. So, what is a heebie or a jeebie?
0: I. Never really thought about it.
1: No, sure. Um, this phrase—it's—I it's, don't know—it's fun to say as we as we get them, um, but it, it kind of does have a direct origin. It seems.
0: Is it like "Will I, Nil I"? It's
1: not that old. Is it? He,
0: yeah. as
1: will Will we, Nil we? Um, <laughs> but it it does have a first use, seemingly very well documented, and a story behind it as well. All right. So a lot of the sources that I found agree that this term uh, is pretty much, is, (laughs) not pretty much, uh, is attributed to cartoonist Billy DeBeck. uh, Billy DeBeck. Billy DeBeck. Oh, Billy. Who was a cartoonist uh, around the early 1900s. Um, Actually, kind of, I'm going to say, this strip comes out, I believe, when uh, Mr. DeBeck was in Chicago, but he worked in Youngstown and in Pittsburgh. As a comic oh. artist, around How about that? yeah, I know. I was like, oh, "This is neat." Um, but October twenty sixth, nineteen twenty three, a comic strip published in the New York American called Barney Google.
0: Oh, yeah, I know.
1: Uh, Mister Google was a character in this comic strip, as you might assume, and it also featured a racehorse of his. I didn't read all the comics, I'll be honest. Um, named Sparkplug, who, like I said, was a racehorse. Okay. So in a particular comic, in a particular panel, uh, Barney Google becomes quite upset with Sparkplug and says to him, you dumb ox, why don't you get that stupid look off of your pan? You give me the heebie-jeebies. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah.
0: 1926. 1923.
1: Three. October 26th. Huh. So the six was there. Yeah, Don't worry. Six, yeah, 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 for sure. Um, and then after this kind of initial... Welcome to the f- world phrase. Uh, he starts using this phrase a lot.
0: Like he introduced it?
1: Yeah. It's that's again, this is, this is what the experts believe. What the people did. Yeah. Um, so DeBeck starts using heebie jeebies in his comics a lot. Uh, the character Sparkplug, the racehorse, seems to get the heebie jeebies now spelled slightly differently um, before he goes into race. And this is a plot point of, of some comics. The spark plug getting the heebie-jeebies. He changes the spelling f- to h e e b i e j e e b i e s, right? Yes. From I'm just gonna say from ending in y's. E e b y is how it used to end instead of e e b i e.
0: I would think people spell it still. It's not like a real word, so you you it it would be one of those words that people spell it <laughs> as right. However, they think it sounds.
1: I had never seen it. Or used it as the E-E-B-Y. I've always spelled it B-I-E. E-E-B-I-E, you know. E-B. <laughs> um, but the phrase, again, Sparkplug gets the heebie-jeebies before these races, and this phrase kind of takes national stage, sort of, when the the Hearst News Empire, you know, William Randolph Hearst, the uh, sure newspaper. Fellow, we'll just leave it there. Um, He ran a story about Sparkplug racing other imaginary horses uh, from New York to California for a $100,000 prize. And in the story, Barney Google is quoted as doing his best to get rid of Sparkplug's heebie-jeebies. Sparkplug does end up winning that fictional race, if you were worried about it.
0: I mean, it's their race to choose to win. Sure, yeah, right. (laughs) Um, I win all of my fictional races. <laughs> We're the
1: hero of our own stories. Yeah. <laughs> I keep saying it. Um, by 1924, it's reached advertising, and uh, it's used in a...
0: That didn't take long, did it?
1: No, I, it takes... like he He's pushing this phrase. <laughs> like,
0: does he get it sounds like some sort of money? Residuals? <sighs> right? I mean, otherwise, what's in it for him?
1: If you trademark the phrase, but... I mean, you know, I guess you could attribute if the heebie-jeebies and spark plug. I mean, you know, maybe yeah, just just you could publicity a,
0: for right. for his column or his but cartoon and I mean, then more ad dollars.
1: This this ad that I saw for the cold medicine is just like a, you know, a, a a balloon figure, not a stick figure, but a a you know an outline of a person pointing, and it says, "Have you got the heebie-jeebies? Don't worry, all you need is some of our Lexico Cold Breakers." Dang, <laughs> yeah. Um, so 1926, and again, this is three years later. We're 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 pushing this phrase out, folks. Heebie-jeebies is coming for America. Um, there's a Louis Armstrong song, and what <laughs> sounds like I'm not a dancer. I looked it up. It was cool. There's a dance that accompanies the song uh, called the heebie-jeebie, and I will add a link to the the a video instructional if anyone wants to learn how to do the Heebeejeebie.
0: I, I want to give it a go. I need, I need, do I need the Louis Armstrong music probably to well, dance yeah. to, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah. So I need two things.
1: Yeah. It's, it looks very complicated to me, not being a dancer, but I'm sure the people on screen seem to have no trouble.
0: But they're dancers.
1: Right. That's what I'm saying. So I don't know. I'm saying you, you take it at it's your, your job own. job
0: to make it look easy. <laughs>
1: right. Um, and then by the tw- 1927, uh, folks say that this, this phrase makes its way to the, to the UK. So in, in, what is that, four years from here to there.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but like, where does it come from? Why did he say that? I mean, it, the, the most widely accepted theory is the, the rhyming reduplication that we see across the language. Sure. Hocus Pocus and Dorcas Malorcas, Razzle Dazzle.
0: <laughs> I'm Dorcas I, I don't have that one, but that's I'll, a, I'll give it to you. That's The
1: Simpsons. I slipped in there.
0: Yeah.
1: Do you know that show? The Simpsons?
0: I've seen it once or twice.
1: Yes. Cool. Yeah. It's in there. Um, so the rhyming reduplication is a strong, very strong theory with, with evidence, um, lots of evidence. <laughs> Sure. it's in print and you can see it. Um, but I don't know. I I was, sometimes you get compelled to keep looking, even though you may have the answer already.
0: No. Yeah. I do that all the time.
1: So I don't know. I kept digging a little further. And again, this is just the, the, okay. Yeah. This is just me looking into some things and, and, and kind of just picking up on what, what was actually mentioned about the dance, not the phrase, but the dance to the Louis Armstrong song. All right. Um, Someone mentioned uh, one of the North American indigenous peoples, the Ojibwe, or the Chippewa, if you're a colonizer. Okay. Uh, Their word, which I looked up, it seems like J-E-E apostrophe B-I, and I have a little pronunciation that says J-I-I-B-A-Y. Okay. Um, This word means ghost, spirit, or corpse. And in the Louis Armstrong song, they referenced the, the dance is said to be in reference of indigenous, uh, I'm calling them witch doctors, but, uh, you know, chanting and things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, again, I drew that conclusion from myself and I looked up the word and I'm like, Oh, this is interesting. But so Mr. We... DeBeck doesn't, there's no, I couldn't find a thing that, that linked Mr. DeBeck to any kind of indigenous yeah, peoples yeah. or anything like that. I, I looked at, you know,
0: yeah, that's what I was going to say. We read his history. Right, exactly, it,
1: he was. Uh, it seems like he was a French of French origin, but right, I didn't see anything clear. But we
0: don't know what he's read, studied, right. where he's yeah, traveled, what true. he knows. So right? it's, uh, again, schooling I, books,
1: I'm, and that's why I bring it up, because I'm like, eh, GB, it's a word that you know. I don't know. So my two cents is saying that it has deeper roots than Barney Google.
0: You sent that information in on a two cent stamp mailed that idea in yeah
1: and- I mailed it yeah to myself in a letter alright um little bit of trivia I like that the he be G bees are a comedy parody of the Bee Gees <laughs> <laughs> I looked up one of the tunes. Um, it was amusing. Can they sing? They sing. It's funny. It's pretty funny. I mean, you know, it, yeah, they can. They do a nice job. It's a nice parody of a, of a Bee Gees song. I could link that in the in the show notes as well.
0: Whole Nine Yards is not sponsored by a Heebie-Jeebie Band.
1: <laughs> Thank you for, for the CYA. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Heebie-Jeebies seems to be a comic strip from 1923. Barney Google, written by Mr. Billy DeBeck.
0: Yeah, and it's funny. I would have it would come to me anyway, but I was waiting for some program on the free broadcast television just this week. Yeah. And I don't often take in much free broadcast television, mm-hmm. but here I was and prior to it, I I dialed in early so I I scanned around for something to to kill 20 minutes while sure. I got my popcorn ready. And <laughs> There was an Andy Griffith show. All right. You know, Mayberry yeah. or whatever it's called, right? What was
1: it, the Andy Griffith show? Because there was a Mayberry show as well.
0: Right. I think this was just the Andy Griffith show. Gotcha. Um, funny that this episode that I, w- I took in... Anyway, it doesn't matter. Jeez <laughs> uh, Louise, I'll go right down a road on you. and uh, But you saying that, so there's a guy in the show named Goober... Okay. Yeah. And then there's a guy named Goober.
1: There's a guy named Goober.
0: So you know these writers, they just pulled out what was familiar to them. Then sure. when they were a kid, they read this thing, Barney Gooker.
1: Barney Barney Google.
0: Google. <laughs> anyway, I'm, we're sorry, people.
1: That was that's something. Yeah, that I was know. something. I
0: mean, this stuff crisscrosses over all the time.
1: Yeah. Anywho, what's your spooky?
0: Spooky phrase. My spooky Horror. phrase is jack-o'-lantern. Oh, nice. Yeah, and and you know I'm I'm neither a uh, a large fan advocate or a dissenter uh, of the jack-o'-lantern, which we have as uh, carved pumpkins with you know f- comical faces. or spooky faces. Yeah, exactly. And you put a candle in there, right?
1: Yeah. Jack of the lantern
0: <laughs> Jack of the lantern yes exactly right so <laughs> uh, um this this has a kind of a, a two-pronged history all right it comes together on you you know like peanut butter and jelly nice yeah
1: you got eyes on my pumpkin you got pumpkin on my
0: eyes see not everyone's gonna know that peanut butter and chocolate, candy treat commercial right but that's what that was well, <laughs> so uh, this is old also you know and, and and some of my roads of exploration yeah would dead end although they'd be they'd be well paved and lines dotted even telephone poles so you know they had merit and then they just stop. Just suddenly off a cliff. Yeah, or a forest. Bridges out. Mm-hmm. Huh. And I think some of this is one of them. You know, this idea that a night watchman who carried a lantern, we're talking uh, mid-17th century, 17th okay. century, yeah. so 1600s, um, that, that this person was just commonly, and remember like the Ajax, What what was the the other name for the commode for the toilet was jack something right the so, Sir jack sir john harrington well before that what he stole ajax oh, yeah. from was some J- the jake right so they loved this jack and jake thing back then so Ooh. so it was just any guy who was a night watchman carrying a lantern around was was a jack-o'-lantern you know <laughs> really uh, but that road dead-ended into a forest
1: okay <laughs> Got all the pavings. Got a, it. Looks. It looks like a road.
0: Yeah, and then it didn't give me uh, guts. A mirage. But it's cool.
1: Yeah. Um, it ends in that Acme wall with the Wild Coyote painting. Yeah, I just tunnel. need
0: the tunnel paint. Right. <laughs> so uh, another history to this name mm-hmm. that I I don't know this phenomenon, but there there were lots of uh, definitions. And, and thoughts about this in, in my research. So so this is legit. I just, have I lived in the city too much? I don't know what. But okay. um, there are different names, corpse candles, will-o'-wisps, jack-o'-lanterns, and some other things that I encountered mm-hmm. that are fun names for a phenomenon that I don't think I have ever seen okay. or thought it was something that I imagined, and I better not tell anybody. I don't know, <laughs> but I guess gases created from decomposing uh, vegetation, mm-hmm. you know, sort of explode in bursts uh, when they come in contact with uh, electricity or heat. Okay, as as they oxidize, so people would see over forests or fields. Uh, these little explosions of of twinkly fire and lights in the air. Yeah. And their thoughts about what those were as far back as, as, you know, medieval times Mm -hmm. naturally carried all (laughs) kinds of... uh,
1: Supernatural.
0: Yeah. And mystical. And that's why, um, yeah, corpse candles and, and stuff like that were names that were attributed to that. But one of the names that kept coming up was indeed Jack O'Lantern. Now, in England, still dating back to to well back there, 1600s, yeah. there is this old mythical story that people like to tell about this guy named Jack, man, Jack. <laughs> and so, I don't know, he this this story came up 10 different times in, in 10 various permutations and then sometimes you could see somebody just stole it from somebody else and copy-pasted. I'm like, "Dude, you <laughs> I want, what?" I can so see. Yeah. Uh it's in books too. Uh not just on that interweb. So it must be real. I guess. So you had this fellow Jack. Okay. And he 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 didn't have enough money to buy his pay his bar tab or something, so he he begged the devil and the devil gave him a coin and said, you know, whatever I, I own you now, but you can pay your bar tab. But the but the Jack guy didn't want to pay his bar tab he wanted to keep that coin so he didn't pay his bar tab and he left but he kept the coin in his pocket next to uh, a silver cross yeah. that kept the devil in check sure some kind of thing like that, that makes perfect you know?
1: sense yeah yeah that's what i would do
0: and then in order to let the devil go he made a deal with him saying hey don't take me to Hades, and uh, when I go, and I'll let you free. And the devil's like, cool. So Jack dies, and he's not allowed into um, the 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 good world of, of heaven or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And he goes to see the devil, and the devil says, I can't let you in. I made a, yeah, made a deal. You said, you said no. Uh, you got, said not to my, let you in. My hands are tied. So he has nowhere to go. And so his spirit roams the earth, and he he put a, a hot coal into a carved-out turnip to light his way. And so this is the myth of what we see out there, these lights. This is Jack of the Lantern, huh. you know? Yeah. I know. Man. So that story and myth, I mean, it was probably a fun story right. to tell it's children. A, it's a great or, story. Or your dates or whatever, yeah. you know? So, you know, your guy in 1712, you want to...
1: Spook out some people? Yeah. Yeah.
0: So here's what seems to have happened. Mm-hmm. Um, these two things kind of came together. For one thing, you know, so that old myth about Jack of the Lantern and this coin, that that came from what, what we now call the, the UK in a- areas around then. But mm-hmm. there was also a, a reason for them topping that story off with that coal in the turnip because it was still, that was something that, that the Irish did back then They'd carve out a potato or a turnip and you'd put a glowing hot coal in it. As a lantern? Not as a, not as a lantern like you needed. A lantern to work. This mm-hmm. was part of the a harvest festival, oh. and so part of a celebration and ritual. Nice. Uh, then, you okay, know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you had, you had that story, mm-hmm. and then you had this tradition of carving and lighting a, uh, a vegetable, a, r- a root
1: vegetable. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, so that makes its way over to the United States, where. Pumpkins and gourds are plentiful. Yeah. So by uh, mid 1800s in the United States, uh, kids are carving that the uh, carving pumpkins, mm-hmm. and um, because of tradition, gr- you know, grandpa, grandpa whatever, right? C- they know this jack o' lantern story or the word or the name, and so it's n- named that from this story. That story. And,
1: yeah.
0: And 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 sticks, and it's <sighs> continued to stick. Nice. So it was a nice culmination of, of, of things that came together there. And actually, like part of that story with the turnip actually sort of manifested into an actual thing. Yeah. Huh. That's so cool. That's what I have for Jack of the Lantern. Jack of the Lantern. There are a couple of other side roads to go down, but I found them un- unnecessary in what some would call Superfluous.
1: Superfluous. <laughs> yeah. You
0: know what's not superfluous? What's though? that? Our adverts.
1: Oh. Yeah. But they're coming up next.
2: Support Whole Nine Yards and make your life easier with Instacart. Online grocery shopping made simple. Instacart connects you with personal shoppers in your area to shop and deliver groceries from your favorite stores in a single order. Products you love from local stores, hand-selected based on your preferences. Many items may be delivered in as little as an hour. Instacart helps to save you money on your favorite items and recommends new products that you might also love. Instacart, the most convenient way to shop. Whole 9 Yards is sponsored by the Roberto Clemente Museum. Located in a restored engine house in Pittsburgh's revitalized Lawrenceville neighborhood, the Clemente Museum is a showcase of the largest exhibited collection of baseball artifacts, works of art, literature, photographs, and memorabilia related to Roberto Clemente and his life in baseball shop the store for clothing and other items featuring the iconic 21 logo and purchase tour tickets for the museum at clemenemuseum.com enter promo code w9y21 for a 10 percent discount on hats and tees that's clemenemuseum.com promo code w9y21 whole nine yards is sponsored by big science music Big Science Music is a can and one-show award-winning original music and sound boutique, providing scoring, sound design, radio, podcast, and audio post-production services for the advertising, film, and video industries. Big Science Music also offers ADR, casting, and project management. Big Science Music's reels, full capabilities, and more can be found at BigScienceMusic.com. That's BigScienceMusic.com.
0: Well those sure were fun, don't you find?
1: I do find them to be fun. Uh now, the uh, song I sing it again every time.
0: No, yes, that sure. first
1: one. You gotta get get in the mood. Yeah. S- yeah. So hey <laughs> hey, did I fall asleep? <laughs> no, I think I did. We think we both did. Okay. We're back. Yeah. Hey.
0: And so still with the things, hey, but you yeah. know what? What's that? Tweeter. Yeah. The Tweeter mm-hmm. and the um Instagram. Yeah. Hit us up, people. Whole Nine Yards Pod. The nine is a number. That nine is a number. Whole Nine Yards Pod on the Instagrams and the Twitter. Yes. Or Whole Nine Yards Podcast on Facebook. Yes. Send us your thoughts, comments, suggestions, or relative criticisms.
1: What is a spooky season in your home country?
0: What could it possibly be? Let us know. And other stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And so, spooky season. Yes. You know what? I have an odd one. Okay.
1: Yes. How odd in what
0: way? Well, it's mm-hmm, it's one of those that you go. That's something we say. <laughs> okay. And but what? So. It's scare the pants off of you, S- scare the pants, You know, scare. Yeah. Right.
1: Scared my pants off.
0: Scared.
1: Pants. Pants. Off. Yep.
0: Now. You scared the I pants have, off of me. I have to say about this. Okay. Um, because in researching this, yes. what immediately will come up <laughs> is...
1: <laughs> you got to get that safe search on.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, is bore the pants off of you.
1: Okay, sure.
0: And annoy the pants off of you. huh. Uh, right. Yeah. Now, so it triggered me to, to realize that I, at some point in my life, in my head, I, I made it up or, you know, as far as I know, I s- said it first. Scare I'm the sure. pants
1: off of you? No. Okay. Sorry.
0: Annoy the skin off of me. I would say that, I probably still say
1: it, that mm-hmm. yes, a guy heard that.
0: annoys the skin off of me. Yes. Which is really to me like a cringy thing or right. whatever. I'm you, saying
1: you have to get your skin off. Oh my being God. Being around that person. Yeah. Like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs>
0: oh, oh, oh. like that. Yeah. Yeah, I got you. Uh, and <laughs> lots of other words. Sometimes they're curse words, you know, that I might build into these things <laughs> that I say. Sure. Right? <laughs> what? Yes. And I'm assuming that I am not alone here. No. Right? Like Carlos Castaneda. No, it (laughs) wasn't. Who was the guy? We are not alone. Kurt Vonnegut. Um, I'm assuming I'm not alone. (laughs) You like that? Yeah. Uh, In that, you know, people probably say, make up their own things. We flourish. That's a part of the language, yeah. Yeah. So so then nextly um my 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 research is truly many dead ends but here's what I came up with
1: All right.
0: And you're not going to believe this. Okay. <laughs> it's sailing.
1: No, were you kidding me?
0: Yes, I am kidding. Oh, no, don't do <laughs> <laughs> so, Nice. see I got him. Nice. Uh it is not sailing. Aww. Uh there's not <laughs> so <laughs> First, firstly with with the scare of the pants off it scared the uh, pants off me. 1931 okay um 1945 now i found you know back in the newspaper archives mm-hmm. um uh, daytona morning journal 1945's so, uh you know, reference to scare the pants off
1: hmm. okay
0: and deseret news I didn't. I don't know where Deseret is. I didn't dig into that. 1938. There yeah. was a little article in there. Uh, most of them, like, are fictitious stories. They used to just put fictional stories in newspapers all the time. They still do. Uh, well, <laughs> you know, I mean, it was like a source of people's like little entertainment. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. So 1938, 1931, Woman's Home Companion. Okay. I thought I was a home companion. 1931. 31,
1: okay. So that's, yeah, older.
0: These are all scare the pants, pants. off. Pants. Yeah. Yeah. So this makes sense to me. Um, while there's nobody saying this is where it came from, it's obvious. You get scared, you jump out of your, you know, you don't you know, right. say you, you knocked your socks off, jumped out. So you scared the pants off. Is fine. I get it. You jumped, and you you know, like um, a cartoon character. Your pants stayed there. <laughs> exactly. And, you know what I mean? Yes. So that makes sense. Yeah. Until oh, yeah, the earliest traceable reference I could find mm-hmm. is actually from 1914. Okay. In a book by James Joyce. Yeah. I thought Notes to Myself was the only thing he wrote, but turns out he wrote a lot. Yeah. (laughs) And um, Dubliners. Yeah. 1914. Nice. Yeah. (laughs) Ha. Like that. Yes. So that's another book. 1914. But what he says, what the quote is, he was reading some book. This is a book with him telling you about him reading another (laughs) book. And the quote is, Blah, 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 although I knew it would bore the pants off me. Oh, nice. Now, bore the pants off me Mm -hmm. is the first variation of, hmm, the pants off me.
1: Any pants coming off in literature starts here.
0: Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. And I'll tell you, between scare, annoy, and bore, bore makes the least sense to me. Like... If I'm bored, why are my pants off, you know?
1: What if you're taking your pants off and putting on your pajama jammy jams?
0: So I had that thought because okay. you and I both often discuss as soon as we get in the door yeah. of our house, the pants come off, <laughs> Basically. right? Basically. <laughs> Shoes come off, pants are
1: off. Yeah, I got my pajamas right there by the door. Yeah. Yeah. You have
0: to. <laughs> yeah. And so I thought about that. All right. But I mean. Sure. He doesn't say that.
1: Yeah. We can't infer,
0: although I, I, it's the best we got. It's a good He's day. gonna get ready for bed, he's so bored and tired,
1: right? Getting, getting sleepy over here. I'm gonna get my pajama jammy jams on,
0: yeah. Why wouldn't you bore the pajamas on to me? <laughs>
1: you bored the pajamas on to me,
0: so <laughs> this...
1: you've bored the night clothes on, I yeah. Like, I'm gonna start I like that. saying Say that.
0: that. <laughs> I like that. So, oh. so this one's. Unlike our favorite nutty candy bar, it is very unsatisfying. Yeah, sure. Um, but it's all I have. Yeah. The end.
1: The end. yeah. The I, end. yeah they're they're like that. I I was tasked with uh, jumped out of my skin, mm. and also found it to be very unsatisfying because same thing. So in lieu of doing that. I've got some listener thoughts.
0: Listener thoughts.
1: Uh these thoughts come to us via Facebook uh, from Craig. Craig says, "I listened to the trailer and you completely missed the 18th 19th. Wait. Wait.
0: You tell the people our trailer is the one that defines whole oh, nine yes. yards." Man, all right. Our trailer is the only is the show that we talk about whole nine yards as an idiom. Right. We get you
1: hooked, hopefully.
0: All right, carry on then.
1: Um Craig says we missed an 18th, 19th century reference. Uh, goes on to explain another idiom, which we're going to save in our back pocket because we're going to use that one. Um, but he says, the most common configuration of a Yankee clipper ship, the fastest means of ocean transportation at the time, had three masts. And each mast had three yard arms. So if you were to, if you were to go all out, full speed ahead, you would unfurl your sails on all three by three, nine yard arms on the old nine yards which became to non-sailors the whole 9 yards with its origins erased by the steamship era is what Craig sends to us via Facebook. Thanks Craig for the thoughts. Thanks for listening and hopefully still listening and be on the trailer as well.
0: I hope so too.
1: We uh, this is the most hotly contested idiom in the history of the universe.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's why we named the Yeah. show after it. Yeah. Um it's funny I we did promise Craig that we would Dig back into our research and 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 look. I vaguely remember some nautical things coming up, and I thought that you brought them up in that.
1: Yeah. Um, The the seat the well the seat the sheet size of the sails things like that. There were a lot of nautical nods, so it you know.
0: Yeah, and in my in my singular nautical idiom book, your book, yeah, it it does it does not bring that in, and also a lot of research that took us down all those other paths did not uh mention it but since i i joked about it earlier on in this very show the sailing that everything's from sailing right. so <laughs> it is true that there are so many things more from things, sailing that we constantly find more
1: things than i i imagine to be honest i mean really like with without any exaggeration <laughs> like this is surprising yeah. So
0: it can very well be, and we yeah. need to continue uh, to explore this.
1: Yeah, for sure. Thanks, Craig, for getting to us via Facebook.
0: Yeah, any which way. Yeah, but loose. <laughs> um, and that is our spooky Halloween show number, whatever number we choose. It's yeah.
1: Be. We don't know. We don't know. We'll find out later. You'll fi- We'll find out together.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and I'm Jay. And I'm Ray. And, and we're, we're not, not idioms. idioms.
2: Whole 9 Yards is written, recorded and produced by Big Science Pods. Learn more at whole9yards.org or contact Whole 9 Yards by emailing hey you at whole9yards.org. That's hey you at whole number 9 yardsorg That's heyyou@whole9yards.org. Whole 9 Yards theme music composed by Big Science Music.